It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Oh, yes, good Tuesday afternoon. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. A little chilly today, but it's good. It's good. It's solid. We're ready to go. The Nate Brown Show is back. How you doing? Hopefully good. I appreciate you being a part of the program wherever you are. Thanks for checking in. And right here, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, and South Dakota Sports Talk Show out of the gate on a Tuesday. Remember, you can bring us up on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show there. Live stream is up and ready at Nate Brown Show on Twitter, and then on YouTube. Any way you can get us there, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. And the archive always up there as well. The live show kicking off brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, our partners for a long time. And they've been here in the Black Hills taking care of the elite athlete to the weekend warrior, expert bone, joint, and muscle care. You have a choice for orthopedic care. See the expert team. More options, better access. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Now with urgent care as well. When you have an injury, learn more. BHOSC.com and get it uh, back on your feet. Since 1976, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center helping you stay in the game. BHOSC.com. Start there. As we start on a Tuesday, let's look at the guest lineup. I'll tell you who's going to join us today, and then uh, we'll get after it here a little bit. A couple of questions of the day, some interesting topics we're going to get to on this Tuesday. We'll make it worth your time here, give you a little information. We'll do our best. Um, coming up, Jason Andera, high school sports analyst, live from Sioux Falls. What happened yesterday? The media poll came out for South Dakota High School basketball. You know we love high school hoops. High school hoops is upon us, man. We start here on Fox Sports Rapid City this Friday. We have live coverage, our first broadcast. Of course, Jerome Wickersham, Dean Gerg, going to get things going Friday night. Rapid City Central boys against Aberdeen Central. Saturday afternoon, we'll come back with Rapid City Stevens boys against Aberdeen Central. So I'm going to have Jason Andera on tonight. I said, hey, we got hoop season, so we better get out uh, who we think is going to be good. I have my thoughts here. There's some interesting news with the Stevens boys program. I've got them on my radar here, so we'll get into that. Jason Andera, who's who in high school hoops? Girls and boys will break it down with the Midcoast Sports High School Sports Analyst. John Bryce is on tap, National College Football Writer. There's not a better guy you can get in all this coaching stuff than John Bryce. He is really connected, knows his stuff. He came on last week. And it was hours away from learning that Marcus Freeman was going to be the head coach at Notre Dame. And we had him on right here on this program last week. And he's like, 
I said, how much momentum here? He said, um, Nate, a lot. <laughs> and then it happened. John Bryce is going to join us, footballscoop.com. He's on the way, college football writer. Jerry Brewer's in tonight, always one of the great ones, national writer, Washington Post, Jerry Brewer talking NFL. And Chris Stabner, Rapid City Stevens, head boys basketball coach. He is live tonight. We'll, catch, we'll talk to uh, Coach Stabner about his new team this year. I've got them on my radar. I think they're going to be they're going to be pretty good. I think. I think we'll see Coach Stabner coming up talking Stevens boys basketball, and we'll do that every day this week. Um, our countdown to high school hoops coverage starting on Friday. We'll check in at Central Girls and Boys. Uh, we've checked in with Dave Hollenbeck over at St. Thomas More. We'll go to the girls' side with Brandon Candlin. So stay right here. A busy week on the Nate Brown Show. i got to get you in. You can join the program, 720-1067, if you know the number. Now you do, okay? 720-1067 and the Barron's Wilson text line. Direct text the show. That's open and ready. Uh, we'll read those out as well. 720-1067. Be a part of the conversation on the Barron's Wilson text line. 720-1067. All right, first, first, just really quick. This is inside politics here. Inside politics. I figure it's my show. I mean, we always start with one of the biggest topics of the day, and we do some research, we look at it. But I want to start really quick, really quick, okay? Indulge me. Inside office politics here. Matt Kearney's the producer of the Nate Brown Show, does a great job, right? And we have some debates here in the office, and we shoot it around. What are we going to discuss, you know? And here's something that I just want to throw out to the audience really quick in a in a um, question of the day reaction on the radio side, okay? Or if you're watching on the digital side. Did you see Kenny Pickett, the pit quarterback, in the ACC championship, here's what he did. Here's what he did. And this opens up something I think we got to have a bigger discussion about. Kenny Pickett, the pit quarterback, he was off and running in the ACC championship. He got out of the pocket and he was running. And then some DBs were getting ready to tackle him. He was on a full sprint. And he faked the slide. You know, the quarterback slide, I'm giving myself up. He looked like, he, he acted like he was going to do the slide. And the DBs let up, and then he ran in for a touchdown. He ran in for a touchdown. I said, we got to revisit this whole thing. i got to get some real um, reaction here of what? I think you should be able to look at this now. You can watch the video for yourself, but as I explain it to you, just, just I'll take you inside the, the sports there. Quarterbacks these days are protected. We know it. Like, like never before. Like never before. And so the QB slide is something that, oh, what do we always hear? Don't hit them. Don't, don't even get near them. Don't even graze them. And he was on the sprint. He, he was acting like he was going to go down. He kind of tilted his body back and his legs, faked the slide, stayed on his feet, goes for a touchdown after the team, after the DBs kind of let up a little bit, and he goes for the touchdown. And I believe what? You should make this a penalty so this doesn't happen anymore. That's the first time I've really seen it. That's the first time I've seen it in, in a game-breaking play like that where you got you know, he's on the run, then he takes it for a touchdown. So I, I asked the audience on Twitter, I asked the audience on Twitter, can you fake a QB slide, and are you okay with it, or should that be a penalty? Should that be a new rule on the books, not only for college football, I'm going to tell you for NFL. I want to tell you for NFL as well. 
Okay? Um, listener text coming in really quick. You fake a slide, you get a real penalty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. You can't do it. You can't do it. Okay, what's the audience reaction here? I just got to tell you. Matt Kearney's telling me. He, you know what he's telling me? You know what he's telling me? He's a smart guy, but I'll tell you. You know what he's telling me? He said, well, it's just like a juke move or something like that, a spin move, a juke move where you fake guys and then you, you keep going. Um, and I relate it to not that. He said, well, then you shouldn't be able to do spin moves, fake moves, anything. If you can't fake a slide, um, that situation is different. Why? I relate it to this. It's kind of like the fair catch. It's kind of like the fair catch, right? You can't run after a fair catch, and there's no faking a fair catch. You can't do it. It takes yourself out of the game. The QB slide takes you out of the game. You're giving yourself up. And now we can fake? It's going to be like faking a fair catch. Well, I was. I kind of raised my hand. I don't know if I did. You put that hand up. It's over. You put that hand up. It's over. You start the slide. It's over, right? I really believe somebody should look at uh, putting this into the rule books. I really do. You watch the video for yourself and tell me, wow, he was a little, little dipsy-doo, faked the slide, took it for a touchdown. The audience today said, should faking a QB slide and then running for a touchdown be looked at as a future penalty? You know, I related it to uh, the Pitt quarterback. Kenny Pickett just did it. 77% of the Twitter audience said, you can't fake the slide. It should be a penalty moving forward. 77%. 30, or I should say 23% of you say, no, it's fine to do. All right. I just had to get that cleared up because Matt Kearney and I, we were battling. Matt says, it's like a fake move. It's a spin move. It's this. The, the defense just needs to stop you. Um, listener text. You fake a slide, the DBs get a free shot on the QB next time. <laughs> well, then then we have all sorts of uh, hell breaking loose. I mean, you, what are we going to do? Um, you know, okay, you fake the slide, and now, now, when you slide next time, we can light you up? When you slide next time, we can light you up? I just think you have to make it a penalty. I do. I, th I think you have to make it a penalty. I really do. Okay, now that that's cleared up, uh, Kearney's going to hold firm. He's going to hold firm with the 23%. He's say it's fine to do. It's just like any other football move. I think you should actually look at it. Now, they probably haven't because we haven't really seen it. You haven't really seen all these you know, quarterbacks faking the slide and, and then running for a touchdown, but it happened in the ACC title game. you got to clean that up. you got to clean that up. Speaking of cleaning things up, let me start with this. Let me start with this. Our neighbors to the south, our neighbors to the south, Nebraska, they are considering allowing their high school athletes down there. You folks down there listening, you can hear us all the way down in Shadron, all the way down there in Shadron. Okay, Nebraska is considering having their high school athletes make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Okay, this just coming out here because state activity associations are really grappling with this. Because we know it's happening in college a lot. It's happening all the time now in college, right? So now that's what happens, the old trickle-down. So now what, what do you do in high school? Some of these superstar athletes. I mean, there's some uh, junior and seniors, 
some football players and, and namely some basketball players like basketball uh, kids have huge social media followings. They, they have massive social media following some of these basketball players that are that, that are the best of the best. And so the high school athletes weren't going to be able to, to make money off of name, image, and likeness until they got to college. But now some states are changing that. And Nebraska's one that's considering it today. Nebraska's on the list considering allowing high schoolers to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. So that's signing sponsorship deals, autographs, holding camps and making money, things things of that nature, right? However, you, however high profile you want to get, everybody's different. But here are the states that actually adopted policies. Now, these are brand new policies that will allow high school athletes to profit off their NIL. Um, you can't have the endorsement affiliated like with the school. So that's the whole thing. You can't wear your jersey in a commercial. You, that whole thing. So there, there's some rules in place. But this is a massive shift. Started in college. Now it goes to high school. The states that adopted new policies this year. New Jersey, New York, and California. Those activity associations say we're going to allow the high school athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness as they become freshmen. As so freshmen through senior, you can profit off of your name, image, and likeness now and stay eligible for high school sports. That's the kicker. Many of the activity associations have rules in there like that forbid athletes. You can't receive awards. I mean, I remember I did high school play-by-play a long time. We used to give out a player of the game like, what was it, a T-shirt and something else, a gift card somewhere, and we had to make sure <laughs> it wasn't too much. Like, hey, yeah, you know, take it easy on the gift cards. You can't, you can't, one kid can't win more than four in a season. Otherwise, he's going to go over the max uh, allowable uh, amount. So that's, that's the deal is you, you have these rules in place for high school athletes. They would be ineligible if they want to make money, but not now in New Jersey, New York, California. And what do you say about Nebraska? Nebraska's on the list. They're like they're looking at potentially doing it, which I find interesting because let's just say California, New York, New Jersey, kind of another world. I mean, uh, compared to where we're at, huge states, huge populations, right? Um, Nebraska, bigger than us, bigger cities than us, but still middle of the country would be one of the first ones to look and say, what about high school athletes profiting off of name, image, and likeness? So I'll throw the question to you, the real question of the day, not the fake sliding. We got that figured out. We, we solidified that. Um, the real question of the day is what? Nebraska considering high school athletes to make money off of name, image, and likeness. Do you think that's the right call? Is it the right call now to, to go from the college level to the high school level, and if kids can do it off their own brand, I mean, we talk about the freedom, the capitalist nature, the whole thing. If they can do it off their brand, do you think they should be allowed to do it and still play high school sports? Nebraska's considering it now. Is that the right call? Is that the right call? 720-1067. If you want to get in, we'll get you on the Nate Brown Show question of the day. I was, I was kind of surprised to see it today. That's uh, Nebraska is one of the top states now. There's three states that that have made new rules to allow it. Nebraska is considering it. 
Um, South Dakota not there, not there right now. So I just wonder, what if South Dakota were to throw this out? There's not too many high-profile high school athletes here. Not nice high school kids, nice high school athletes, but it's interesting. You may be surprised, though. Some of these high school athletes that have maybe great careers here in South Dakota, would they be able to run a camp and make some money off of that? That might be uh, achievable. In some of these smaller towns, the high school star, that might be something they could do. I could see younger kids like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Matthew Morse basketball camp. I, I bring up Matthew Morse from Yankton. Big, big time name, right? One of the best basketball players we've seen. That's just an example. Maybe, maybe it would come along every now and then. It probably wouldn't be a huge issue in South Dakota. But I just ask you if the high school kids should be allowed to do it and still play high school sports. It's interesting what, what people are reacting to today. Here's the, here's the breakdown so far in the question of the day. 65% of the audience has responded with, keep it out of high school. Keep it pure. I think that's just the, uh, what, old school nature of us. I mean, I was accused yesterday on the show of being a 100-year-old guy because I don't love all the transferring and I'm transferring here and I'm transferring there and I'm going here and I'm quitting before the FCS playoff game. And I'm, I mean, it's just unreal. Yeah, I don't like that chaos, Wild West type. I, I'm a traditionalist of team sports, team first. You're in it to win it. Even if you're not the star, it's okay. You're part of the team. I, I'm stuck in that way. I've made adjustments, but yeah, I'm kind of old school that way. If I, I guess if I'm 100, I'm 100. They can call me Papa Millennial. I'm not a millennial. Close, close. Um, I'm not going to be categorized there. So people say keep high school pure. 65% don't think... Nebraska's on the right track, so to speak. New Jersey, California, New York, they've already done it. 35% of you say, yes, it's okay for high school kids. They can get that money. They can get that money and still play high school sports. Okay, where do I stand on it? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be consistent here. The name, image, and likeness in college, I've been a proponent of that. Okay. I believe there needed to be guardrails. I think we got it all wrong when the NCAA took themselves out of it because they didn't want to be a part of that mess. So then they just threw their hands up. A bureaucratic institution and all the red tape that they love to have, except for all of a sudden the issue got pretty big, and then the NCAA said, yeah, let's leave it to the states. <laughs> let's leave it to the schools. And, and if state has a law, great. If not, eh, good luck. I think the NCAA missed there because the guardrails, there have been none. I don't know if you got the Wild West going on with NIL. You don't hear about tragic, tragic deals or stories yet where kids have been signed or misled or whatever. But I do believe you should have some rules. I want to tell you, high school, um, the activities associations probably could go down this road, and I don't think it's a killer. Meaning... The high school uh, trumpet, state, all-state trumpet, what if he was allowed to give trumpet lessons to a younger kid and get paid? That's fine, right? So, so I'm going to be consistent. We always go with the sports side of this, and we, oh, this is out of control. The quarterback at this school, even if he's a high school kid out of Texas, let's say it's a big-time Texas quarterback, Quinn Ewers. Let's say it, right? Quinn Ewers. 
He quit high school sports one year early, potentially to get an NIL deal. I don't know if he would have stayed in high school if he was able to sign one in Texas, but right now he can't. And I say, if you can do it at the college level, I think you can do it at the high school level. And I mainly point to the trumpet player can charge for lessons and make money, but the high school quarterback can't charge for a camp. That's inconsistent. That's inconsistent. And I think that's why I'm okay with the NIL. Uh, with high schools, I'm okay with it. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, it's not like I'm a big promoter of it, but I'm okay with it. Here's the other part. Where does it stop, though? Because I just told you some of the high school basketball players, their brands are through the roof. There's a kid from North Carolina, Mikey Williams. He's got unbelievable. He's got 3.3 million followers on Instagram. How does that even happen? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's got 3.3 million followers on Instagram, this high school basketball player. So, so I point this out. Where does it stop? Does it get into even middle school? Yeah. Oh, hey, you can point out some of the stars in middle school. I mean, you, can, you think people knew LeBron James was going to be uh, interesting when he was a 7th grader and 8th grader? I be, you better believe it. And then are we okay with that, too? I mean, it, it's you start getting into a uh, little dicey area when you got young, young kids because then who else gets involved? The parents, and then you start wondering, is it the parents' deal? Is it the kids' deal? Who's running the ship here? Who's running the show? little dicey into the high school level because then it might trickle down even more. But I think you got to – I think you're okay with it because you know what? I don't want to see more kids, well, I'm just going to quit high school then and go make money here and go make money there. I don't want to see that. I, I like high school sports, and I think you might see it more. I think you might even see it more. Well, high schools don't allow – high school activities associations don't allow it, so I'll just quit and, and go and make money right here, right now, which is what Mikey Williams is going to do in North Carolina. Top prospect in basketball, he signed deal with Puma. He can't play now in North Carolina. He signed a deal, multi-million dollar shoe deal with Puma. A high school kid. Now he can't play high school basketball. Is that good? I don't think so. I don't think we're saving the world uh, with that. Coming right back, John Bryce is in as we get started on a Tuesday. Footballscoop.com, National College football writer. John Bryce on the way. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Are creepy crawlers hanging around your house or maybe even in your house? Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has the answer for spiders, millipedes, crickets, saw bugs, and more. They carry professional-grade pest control products and applicators for do-it-yourself pest control, and they can advise you on how to use them. For professional hands-off pest control, call Warren Chemical and they'll handle your pest problems for you. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company. We kill bugs. Call us at 342-7644. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 25 tonight under partly cloudy skies. Southwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. High of 53 tomorrow, partly cloudy skies. Lows around 31 tomorrow night, overcast skies. Upper 30s Thursday, mid-30s by Friday. 1 to 2 inches of snow Thursday through Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 30. 
The Rapid City Rush are back at the Monument. December 8th is for Rush versus Kansas City, presented by Rapid Wash. Then the holiday season starts early on December 10th with Elf Night, presented by Dakota Barricade. December 11th will be the annual Teddy Bear Toss, along with Rush Gives Back Night, presented by Black Hills Energy. Fans are encouraged to bring a stuffed animal to toss onto the ice when we score our first goal. Plus, all tickets for the game will be $25, and the Rush will donate $5 per ticket to local charities. Rapid City Rush, next chapter, same goal. Tickets to RapidCityRush.com. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. At Terrell Tires in the Speed Center, we let our customers do the talking. Very well-maintained tire and speed shop, over-the-top service, and very reasonably priced. Need I say more? Scott and crew at Terrell Tires have always gone over and beyond for us. Great prices for great tires. Also, anytime we've needed odd-sized tires for ranch equipment, Scott gets us what we need. Great customer service. Spent plenty of time answering all of our questions, and the truck looks awesome with the new rims. Terrell Tires in the Speed Center, 105 North Campbell Street, Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. South Dakota Sports Talk Show on YouTube. The Nate Brown Show. Watch us there on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Jerry Brewer's coming up, national columnist, Washington Post. Jason Andera's on tap. The high school basketball season's underway, and the rankings are out. The media poll is out. You know, guys like me vote in that, so take it for what it's worth. Um, high school sports basketball getting going. Jason Andera live from Sioux Falls. We'll take a look at the best teams across South Dakota. Some big news with the Stevens Boys program you maybe haven't heard. I'll get in on that. John Bryce is in, and he's been busy. I love following their footballscoop.com. National college football writer, really plugged in right now. And last week I talked to him. I said, hey, how much momentum with Marcus Freeman going to be the next head man at Notre Dame? And John was on it. He was on it early. John D. Bryce won on Twitter, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. John, always great to have you. How are you? I'm great, Nate. I um, always appreciate the, the visits and have come to look forward to them uh, as part of my weekly routine. Oh, boy, I love that. I, you served it up now, so I better bring it. Um, I want to ask you about this little question of the day. Okay, fun one to start. Kenny Pickett runs for a, uh, a touchdown to the ACC championship, and uh, he did the old fake slide. Uh, the DB and linebacker let up. He runs in for a TD. I asked my audience, should the fake QB slide be a penalty in the future? What uh, does John Bryce say? 
No, I, I give Kenny Pickett credit. Now, oh. look, you're, op- <laughs> you're opening yourself up for sure, but it's no different to me than a than a fake slide in, in baseball or um, when an infielder deeks getting a throw from the outfield to try and confuse the guy rounding second base. So it's gamesmanship. It was a really heady play in the moment. I don't think it's something we're going to see Mm. every single game uh, whatsoever, but I really liked it. I thought it was um, a sensational play. And let's, let's be clear here. He didn't, he didn't come close to having a knee on the ground. He didn't put a hand on the ground. He let up. Um, yeah, kind of lean back, you know, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah lean back. Just a little bit of a Fat Joe mode there, you know, a little <laughs> shout-out to, shout to the rap scene. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a great play. I'll be honest with you. I was, um, I was impressed when I saw it. I've watched it multiple times since then. Um, again, he does not put a hand on the turf. He does not remotely – go down, he, he slows, he, he, it's almost like a pump fake in basketball. I'm just telling you, oh, I, don't know how you legis- oh. I don't know how you legislate it out of the game, and I don't know how um, you deny uh, a guy credit for being really, really smart and really, really athletic. That's, that's football IQ and athleticism on display about as good as you'll see it this season. Wow. John Bryce uh, siding with the producer of the Nate Brown Show, Matt Kearney. You just made his day. You just made his day. Um, I'm going to ask you about this coaching situation here. Marcus Freeman, you were in on it early. Marcus Freeman, no head coaching experience. He's the head man at Notre Dame. He's been on the media circuit now. Um, what do you think about this scenario at, at Notre Dame? He, it looks like he's keeping almost all the assistants. I saw the special teams guy, Polian, is going to go with Kelly. We don't know about the O-line coach. Um, what do you think of Marcus Freeman and him taking over at Notre Dame? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost on the staff front that, that really Marcus Freeman right now is keeping everybody he wants to keep. And so I would I would emphasize that point, um, particularly starting with, with Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, Lance Taylor, the running backs coach, uh, Mike Elston, defensive line and recruiting coordinator, and Matt Bayless, emphasize Matt Bayless, the strength and conditioning coach that, that Jack Swarbrick locked up before even locking up Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman to remain at Notre Dame. I just think that's incredibly significant. I'm working on a really deep dive about the last week to 10 days and how it's forever changed Notre Dame football. So um, I'll try to give you a heads up when I get that published on football scoop. I like the Marcus Freeman hire. I like it a lot. You can, you can hold me to it. You can quote me on it. I think it's a really, really good hire. I think it's energy that the program needs. I think it's, um, I talked to somebody uh, recently in the program, and, and there was talk about, you know what? And, and this was for Brian Kelly left. And they said, you know, we got some new people in here that make some other people uncomfortable, and that's not a bad thing. And um, you've seen Marcus Freeman have a great impact on the, the culture, the camaraderie, and the approach to recruiting. And um, you're a big baseball guy like me, so you'll know this name. But Marcus Freeman's one assistant that he brought with him from Cincinnati is Chad Bowden. Chad Bowden is the son of former Reds and uh, Jim Bowden. And um, he has been very cutting edge in helping lead Notre Dame recruiting efforts, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And um, I just think there's a great energy around the program. I think you'll see Notre Dame recruiting, which is – been consistently probably in the 8 to 12 range nationally. 
Um, I think you'll see them with a chance to be more of a, a team that could crack the top four naturally in recruiting rankings rankings with this regime. Very interesting. John Bryce on footballscoop.com. Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. We can't go run through everybody, but um, Cristobal going to Miami. Um, that That's a big story because Miami's search was, was um, you know, kind of odd and, and the process was odd. You've seen a lot of these. Was the Miami process um, a little rougher than most? It was. Um, I think the Miami process showed you exactly what a rudderless ship it has been down there. Um, now they've got a chance to, to fix it, and we'll see if they can uh, secure AD, and uh, obviously they've got Cristobal, uh, so we'll see how that goes moving forward. But yeah, it, it was bad. I heard from coaches. I heard from an, SC, from, excuse me, from an ACC coach today that called me um, who really railed on Miami, and this is a guy that has flat out competed against uh, Manny Diaz for the last few years and um, goes head-to-head with him on the field and on the recruiting trail and uh, felt very badly about the way that things transpired for Manny Diaz. They got their guy. I don't think it hurts them big picture, um, especially if Cristobal works out. It only hurts them if things don't work out with Cristobal and they have to make a change again in a few years. But I talked to a high school coach in Miami today who called me and said, Bro, there are guys that are committed to the top teams in the country from down here that are now talking about taking official visits to Miami oh. that are now saying, i got to consider Miami. He was like, it's on down here. So, oh, interesting. I was going to say, is it an uphill climb there? It feels like a big uphill, uphill climb for Cristobal. I don't think so. Um, I, I really don't. I, I think the, the thing is, and I've talked about this, um, I think, with you on the on the USC job, is that there's so much talent right there in the region, um, 60, 70-mile radius around Miami, uh, and certainly 300 miles up and down the state. You can fill out a full signing class. But but Miami and the ACC, Miami has some talent. The biggest obstacle for me is is, um, Cristobal finalizing his staff and fixing the Miami culture the way he got the Oregon culture improved. I uh, I think Miami can be an ACC contender really by 2023 uh, and possibly if they catch lightning in a bottle next year. I really think the the um, familiarity of, of Cristobal in that community, the juice that he brings with him, the fact he's a former player, it's very similar to Lincoln Riley at USC. They have a chance to get there sooner rather than later. And I would not be surprised to see both those programs get what I call ahead of the curve wins next year. The type of victories that you don't typically see a coach get in the first year, I fully expect Miami and USC to get those types of wins next season. Okay, so now Oregon has an opening. What are we looking at? Chip Kelly? Um, What do you think, John? Yeah, I think Chip Kelly is an absolute candidate there. Justin Wilcox, um, the former Oregon player, the Cal head coach. His dad is an Oregon legend, former San Francisco 49ers standout. Um, I think Wilcox will be deep in it as well. Depends on whether or not they want to go offense defense, whether or not they're ready to welcome back Chip Kelly with open arms. Um, But I think you'll see those two guys deep in it. I do believe Auburn coach Brian Harson would like to get back west and, and would certainly like to be involved in that process. I'm not sure that he can be. And then, honestly, the name I might go to first if, if I was in charge of the Oregon search is 
Kalane Satake, the BYU coach. Mm. I think he's um, I think he's a brilliant coach. I think he has one of the best cultures in college football. I think he maximizes talent, maximizes what he gets out of his team. I have no idea if he would leave BYU. I would absolutely call him to see if he would have a conversation about leaving BYU. And I think, again, I voted, I voted him in my top five today on a National Coach of the Year award, and I have tremendous respect for uh, Coach Satake and what he's done at BYU. John Bryce, a couple more quick ones. I'll let him run footballscoop.com for all the coverage on this. A uh, couple of coordinators here. You just hit this. Ohio State on the verge of going with Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. Um, why did Ohio State go down this road? Ryan Day wanting to upgrade the defense. Yeah, um, we did break that news. It's now official. Ohio State has announced Jim Knowles stealing him away from Oklahoma State right now and securing his services ahead of Penn State in this cycle. The Nittany Lions very much have their eyes set on Jim Knowles. So this is a big win off the field for Ryan Day as he revamps his staff. Um, I believe Kerry Coombs is on an expiring contract. They've got maybe a a couple of other guys that um, are certainly presented with opportunities on an annual basis. And between the Oregon game and the Michigan game, Ryan Day uh, did some candid evaluation of the Buckeyes this season. He demoted Kerry Coombs from calling calling the plays midseason. Um, so I, I think that was pretty clear there that, that Ryan Day wants to elevate things. So uh, I think it's a really, really good hire, what Jim Knowles did for, for seven or eight years at Duke when uh, David Cutcliffe had that program as good as he got it. Uh, was really impressive, and, and what he's done at Oklahoma State has been phenomenal. He's never had the type of talent he will have in Columbus. So from a football purist perspective, it's exciting to think about what he might do with that talent, and I'll see it. I uh, should see it firsthand next year to open the 2022 season because I intend to uh, cover the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Uh, the good Lord willing. All right, that's going to be a big one. I know that. Uh, by the way, Huskers looking to hire the Pitt offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. He resigned there at Pitt, so it looks like the Huskers are going to get him. What do you think of that? That's a good hire. Um, that, that's a good hire. If it if it follows through, that's big time. I was trying to get some details on that story today. I talked to somebody in the PIP program who said that they were absolutely blindsided by the news. So uh, very, very stunning that uh, Whipple is out at Pitt and quite possibly on his way to Nebraska. It would be a big hire for Scott Frost. He has um, set himself to – overhaul and redo that Cornhusker staff. He made a really good hire that we reported on in in the last week with Mickey Joseph from LSU. Mickey, of course, is a Nebraska alum, a gifted recruiter, a really good coach who relates well to his players. So um, people around football, and obviously the scoreboard shows it, believe that Nebraska could have a a, a semi-breakthrough season next year. You know, find a way to possibly seven, eight wins and, and gain some steady footing and these are moves giving Scott Frost the best chance to do that. We'll see if that one goes. Uh, Pitt OC Mark Whipple uh, could be going to the Huskers, the latest. Uh, John Bryce is on tonight, footballscoop.com. His site, college football writer and John D. Bryce won. John, always good, man. Have a great week. Thanks a lot. You got it, Nate. See you, bud. Appreciate it. John Bryce tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City, national college football writer, one of the best coaching um you know, carousel guys, if that's what you want to call it. This coach there, that coach there, knows the guys, has a ton of uh, background in it. 
Love talking about it this time of year. Uh, John Bryce, footballscoop.com. That came out uh, from Parker Gabriel, who we've had on the show quite a bit, Husker beat writer down there in Lincoln. He just said the Huskers moving toward a deal with the Pitt offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple. So Pitt had a big year, right? You know, fake sliding QBs and the whole thing. I mean, it's uh, um, anyway. <laughs> John Bryce saying, you can fake a slide? I mean, I had a lot to cover there with John, so I couldn't get into another Matt Kearney-Nate Brown show debate. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it with John, but we can't be faking quarterback slides and then running for touchdowns. It's not a pump fake in basketball. You don't take yourself out of the game when you pump fake a shot in basketball. When you're sliding, you're taking yourself out. You can't touch. No touch. So much protection around the QBs. They play in a bubble. They play in a bubble, and now we can fake slide. Is he going to slide? Is he not going to slide? Am I going to be able to tackle him? Am I going to be able to touch him with my pinky? What am I going to be able to do? I can't do anything as a defense. And now i got to worry about if a guy's going to slide, uh, really slide or not. It's a penalty. It's a penalty. If we start seeing more of this, you better uh, you better get a penalty on that. If we start seeing more of this, you better get a penalty. All right, quick call on this. Uh, thanks for getting in. You're live, and you go ahead. It's no different than soccer. People in the U.S. give soccer a hard time, not as much as they used to. <laughs> but they, I do. <laughs> I, hey, I played in college and all through. It's tougher than you think. No, but, no, I, I got daughters playing, but yeah, I, I'm talking <laughs> – the, the male soccer players sometimes, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. It's out of control, and it's diving. It's no in the NBA, you name it. But they're carding them for diving now, and they're very strict about it. Ah, ah. You watch, you watch the EPL, the English Premier League. Yep, yep. Okay. They are carding guys left and right for diving, and they can go back to instant replay and look at it if they want to. Let the play go on and come back to it on a break, and they can card somebody so for So no it. more faking. That's that's nope. what it is. No more faking. I right? would say I would say you take away the down, and then you and then you give them almost it almost be like a card. Like you get one warning, second warning, you're gone because you're just you're disrupting the game. These guys are being taught now in high school at a young age to let up and not hit quarterback. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Hit correctly. Don't use your helmet and all of these things. And now all of a sudden the guy's turning it into he can fake a slide. I just I disagree. I think it's just <laughs> I'm with you. Thanks, I man. I appreciate it. I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I don't know. John Bryce isn't with me though. John Bryce with Matt Kearney, the debate of the day. Um, can quarterbacks fake a slide and then run? No way. Can't have it. What a killer. And I come at this from what? A defensive player. So I was a defensive player. My brother was a defensive player. I don't want I, I stick up for the defense. You gotta have some defense. Quarterbacks are, you know, they might as well just put a pink shirt on them then. Sorry, yellow shirt. Whatever, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Jason Andera is coming up. Let's get to this. Rapid City Stevens basketball has a new player, and I think a lot of people might be surprised potentially how good this kid could be. Where's that going to put Stevens this year? Let's talk high school hoops. We start our coverage Friday, so let's talk about the top teams. Jason Andera live from Sioux Falls next. Now, you're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills, the Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. 
454 downtown Rapid City is my new place to hang out. Whether it's happy hour after work, date night with your wife, or meeting up with some buddies and watching the game, 454 has it all. 54 taps with great beer from local and regional breweries, wine and hard seltzer, plus some awesome food. 454 is the place. Watch the game in the sports area upstairs or drop by Wednesday nights for live music and wind down Wednesday. You gotta hit it. 454 downtown Rapid City. Attention shoppers and sports fans. You can get $200 when you open a qualifying checking account with Highmark Credit Union. Now that's great checking. And just in time for the holiday season. So open your new checking account at Highmark before January 31st and receive $200 deposited into your account. Call, stop by, or drive through any Highmark Credit Union branch to learn more. Visit HighmarkFCU.com. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. Here's what customers are saying about Anytime Auto Sales. Chris Syme, Rapid City. Came across Anytime Auto Sales from a referral from a friend of mine. I'd gone in and met Brian and immediately felt quite comfortable, almost like a hometown feeling in a, in a larger city, which I really hadn't come across. They've done everything from oil changes and tire rotations to a replacement of a transmission on my GMC Yukon. Now I bring all of my vehicles to them for any service work. I've referred multiple friends and family members there as well because they do a great job and I don't feel like I'm pressured into doing service work on any vehicle that is not required. I'm very happy that the friend of mine referred me to Anytime Auto Sales and it was really nice and reassuring to find a service department. I am extremely happy with all of their work and the way that I'm treated there. Sales and service you can trust. Anytime Auto Sales. Anytime Auto Sales. City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's Sports Talk Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. We're live, Fox Sports Rapid City. How you doing? Hopefully saw a little chilly today. A little chilly today. We're okay. Get back to the 50s tomorrow. What's going on? It's so I mean, no ski resorts yet, right? Early December here. We gotta get a little moisture too. Hang on, I'm not gonna egg it on, but we gotta have a little mix here. Gotta have a little mix. If it's gonna be cold, might as well get a little moisture sometimes, huh? The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Chris Stabner's coming up, Rapid City Stevens boys basketball coach. He's going to join us next hour with a preview of the Raiders. And I've got my eyes on the Raiders this year on the boys basketball side and the girls basketball side, by the way. Everybody missed the Rapid City Stevens girls last year, except for me. I'm sorry. I'm not right about much, but I was right on that. I was right on the Stevens girls early. And I stayed with them. They went all the way to the state championship and lost to uh, Washington there. Many people missed the Stevens girls. They're going to be back again. They're going to be back again, I will tell you. Let's get into it. Jason Andera is on tonight from Sioux Falls. High school sports analyst, Midco Sports. Find him on Twitter at Andera Midco. Jason, how are you? I am I am well. We got a little nip in the air here, too, in eastern South Dakota. So, 
Yeah, starting to feel like basketball weather. Yeah, better get ready for it, man. That nip in the air in eastern South Dakota is not going to leave till May, Jason. You know that. Yeah, you know yeah, that. I know that. Uh, okay, I know. let me get into this. Um, high school basketball poll just came out uh, yesterday. The media poll just came out yesterday, and here's where we're sitting in boys basketball. In boys basketball, Rapid or uh, uh, Sioux Falls Roosevelt. Sioux Falls Roosevelt now was really, really good last year. Really good. Do you think they're going to be really good again? I think this is a case of of media guys going into the season and and ranking the champions number one because I, I had <laughs> Roosevelt number. Six on my ballot, okay, or was it okay. five? Five or six. I was I wondering. I thought I was wondering if I was crazy because I said no, Roosevelt lost missing, some players. Okay. No, yeah, Marcus Phillips, very talented player back for them. They've got some guys who played on the bench who will have increased roles that are very good. Dance Borchers um, is going to be a really solid player. They've got uh, Dylan Arndt, a guy who's going to Augustana, is just a great pure shooter. Um, but you put them up against some of the other teams. Um, in the state, and and I don't think they they hold up at a championship level. Okay, um, and I said I think Roosevelt will be good, but I'm not going to put yeah, them at number right. one. I'm not going to put them at number agree. one. Here, here's a couple totally of te- agree. here's a couple of teams I got my eye on. East River, you tell me, Aberdeen Central, they have all five starters back. They were all juniors, and then they got a good kid uh, that was a sophomore last year. He comes in off the bench. He's a really good guard. So Aberdeen Central made the state tournament. They didn't make a lot of noise, but they have everybody back. Everybody back. Yeah, they won the consolation bracket. They won two games with all juniors. And uh, Brent Norberg, their head coach, I called him, actually, because I I said, hey, you guys are getting a lot of love from a lot of other coaches. He said, hey, you know, I think we're good. I don't know if we're as good as some of those Sioux Falls teams. That's what he said. And, of course, he's probably tempering some expectations. But athletic-wise, uh, they've got the goods, man. they got three, six, five guys up front. they got uh, Sam Rolfs, an excellent athlete in the backcourt, um, four or five guys that can score. You mentioned um, Spencer Barr, who they brought off the bench last year as a sophomore. He's back as a junior. Yep. Very, very good team. I rated them number two in my in my ballot. Ah, okay. Oh, I've got them high, too. So that – so. I asked Jason Andera, who's number one in double-A boys? I, I think it's Washington. It's hard to tell right now. Uh, but I still think double-A is such a guard-driven league. And you look at the guards on, on Washington, and I think they've got the best backcourt in in the state. And then they've got a great front court to go with it. They've got Kale Miedema and Angok Acott, two uh, big guys up front over 6'6", who, who can battle. But uh, Michele Kambalo probably the best point guard in the state. They've got him running the show. Joe Utech is, is a lot better than last year. I think this Washington team is built to get better and better. Of course, the big question mark, new coach, actually a new whole, pretty much whole coaching staff for Washington, but I really like what Jeff Tobin brings uh, as far as coaching for Washington, and I think, I think they're a team. I mean, a lot could happen between now and March. Don't hold me to it, but I, I think they're set up the best of any team right now. Interesting. Okay, so you like uh, Washington, you like Aberdeen Central, you like Roosevelt. Um, I'm going to ask you about Class A boys. Oh, well, hang on, hang on. Little, little inside, yeah, wherever you go. inside note here. 
Rapid City Stevens boys, they're not going to be on your radar. Remember this conversation right. last year I said about the girls. Remember that? I, I was with you. I remember. Let's okay. play the tape. I think me and you were, were the only ones that said, hey, what's going on here? Everybody's forgetting, yeah. About, yeah. Uh, forgetting about the Raiders. And I, I was with you, Nate. I'm totally with you. And okay. I, I kind of feel the same. Where you're going on the Stevens thing, I think they're a team that's going to start middle of the road. But they've got a really, really good backcourt as well. And then you, you put a guy like Ben Goldie in, in the front court. And they got as good a chance as a lot of teams. So I think that's where you're going. Is that where yes, you're going? Yes, it is. And I got to tell you, little news here Rapid City Stevens boys, they got a new player from Oregon, came in from Oregon, the number 26 player in the state of Oregon. Number 26 player. He's a guard at 6'5, and uh, he will provide some juice. Just a little note okay. Okay, about the Stevens boys. They will make Great. more noise than uh, people realize. Um, on the girls' side, let's go girls with Jason Andera, Midco Sports, talking high school hoops. The Stevens girls are going to be good again. I don't know if they'll be as good as last year. They lose a, a couple of players that were nice, but they have, the, I think, the best guard forward tandem, Jada McNabb, Bailey Subsack. I think it's the best tandem in the state, Jason. Yeah, Sobzak, um, obviously she's fighting an injury right now, so we won't see her in her full capacity, I don't think, till till January. But I expect when she comes back that, yeah, they will be loaded up. They just need to find a way to put points on the board. You saw what they did in the state tournament last year where you know they could compete athletically with anybody. Uh, but when it came down to the state tournament championship game against Washington, they – they didn't have that go-to scorer that could just light it up. And I think they might have that this year. I think McNabb is going to take a step in that direction. Jada Matkins will take a step in that direction. And Subzak, you said it, she can score on the inside when she's healthy. So I think they're they're in that top three right now. I think O'Gorman and Washington um, definitely belong, you know, as a title contender con- uh, in the discussion. But I, I think Stevens is not far out. It's the big question now with another head coach now third one in third years, three years to see how uh, they're going to react with Adam Dannenberg there. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Some some coaching. It's been you know one in, one out, one in, one out. Um, Washington girls. That, that's the number one team until further notice, right? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Not as big a gap as people think. They won the title last year with really six key seniors. And Jack Olinga-Monentana, the number 22-ranked player in the nation. Right. Um, so that helps. And she's back. And, and they've got some good players uh, that are younger that are coming up that are really going to step up. But it might take them a couple of months. They're not, they're not just lock them up, you know, throw away the key number one right now. They could, uh, they could definitely be had. Um, not, not as deep, but very talented in some of those juniors that they have this year. And, and of course, like I said, uh, Jacqueline is she's a freak. She's six two. She can shoot from the outside. She can take one step from the three point line and and drive to the hoop. She's uh, an absolutely unbelievable defender. Um, one of the best we've seen in the state since maybe Macy Miller. Jason Andera Midco Sports on Twitter at Andera Midco talking high school hoops class A um, boys. It looks like Sioux Falls Christian. I saw them up close and personal last year, three games, and uh, they are really good. They have guys back. They have a big kid, 6'9 kid in the middle, um, and he's he's talented. He's not just a 6'9 hat rack yeah. or anything. He's talented. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Sioux Falls Christian, 
What do you think? St. Thomas More, I love their backcourt. And then they've got a new kid coming in down low from Rapid City Christian. Look out, St. Thomas More boys. I think they'll be in this. Yeah, I think those two teams are definitely uh, ones we need to talk about. Christian, yeah, they're number one. Nathan Cool. he came on late in the season last year. Had a really good state tournament where um, their main power forward was hurt. So he stepped up and, and played really well. Nathan Cool did. And uh, I think he's going to be tremendous. And then Brooks Nelson in their backcourt. Um, and then they've got new players again that, that are really athletic. Uh, but again, not an open and shut case. I think you got a lot of good teams in Class A that can contend. you got Isaac Bruns, Paul Bruns' little brother, who scored 20 a game as a sophomore last year. you got Sioux Valley. Um, they had a sophomore who was an All-State player as well, and Oliver Vincent. He's back with his crew. And then you talked about St. Thomas Moore. I think uh, last year, maybe down a little bit, but still made the state tournament. Yeah, A lot of those guards are back. And uh, I think, uh, you know, two coaches' kids in that backcourt with the Hollenbeck and the Candle, and uh, I think they're going to be a really smart, well-coached, uh, well-defensive, uh, good defensive team that's going to really surprise some people this year. I think they're definitely a top-five team. Last but not least, Class A girls, winners good again. The St. Thomas More girls, it's just every year, although they only have a couple of seniors. They have some nice players. St. Thomas More girls, it'll be interesting to see if they can make a run. Yeah, this is the this is the class where I looked at the poll that came out and I I didn't quite agree. I my my votes looked a lot different. I did not have winner even in my top five. They've got Bella Sweetland really good, but yeah. not as good a supporting cast as they've had in the past. I had Slandrew as my number one team. I think they're an up and coming team that that looks really good. And I think St. Thomas Moore uh, is another team with Reese Ross and and Marin Duffy and some of these players. Coming up, you're right, not a senior-heavy team, but they look uh, like they could be a top-five team as well. But I think I think the surprise team here is Flanders. All right. This is a great breakdown. Good stuff. Um, Jason Andera is going to be all over it. High school sports coverage, Midco Sports, and on Twitter at Andera Midco. Follow him there. Always good, man. We're ready to go. Thanks for coming on. Let's do it. Thanks, Pre- Nate. Appreciate it. Jason Andera as we get set for the high school basketball season. Some games already played. I mean, that surprised me last week. I already had a couple of early ones. Um, most of them get started here this week. And our coverage will start on Fox Sports Rapid City of high school basketball live all season long. We start Friday with Rapid City Central boys. A lot of new faces in that varsity roster. Rapid City Central boys take on Aberdeen Central, look out. I, I, I think Aberdeen Central is a team to watch, a team to watch. And then we'll go Stevens boys against Aberdeen Central Saturday. This week on Fox Sports Rapid City, we got to talk hockey. I want to break into it with a rush review. Scott Burt and the Rapid City Rusher finally back home. How did the road trip go? Coach Burt next. The Nate Brown Show. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BargainBarnTire.com. 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 25 tonight under partly cloudy skies. Southwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. High of 53 tomorrow, partly cloudy skies. Lows around 31 tomorrow night, overcast skies. Upper 30s Thursday, mid-30s by Friday. 1 to 2 inches of snow Thursday through Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 30. Happy Honda Days. We have a special gift for you. We have as low as 0% on some of our most popular models. That's right. You could be driving a 22 Honda HRV featuring Magic Seat with long and tall modes, allowing for gear up to 8 feet long and 4 feet tall, or a pilot with cabin talk. Talk to rear passengers with ease, both for just 0% or for just 1.9% for up to 5 years. Choose a 21 Honda Accord and get amazing gas mileage, 48 miles per gallon. We will see you soon at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. See dealer for details. Here at Pizza Ranch, our 40-year birthday celebration is busting out of the gate like a bucking Bronco. An all-meat Bronco pizza, that is. Strap in, because we're throwing back prices to 1981 for our number one specialty pizza all month long. $10.25 for a large, 8 bucks for a medium, and $5.50 for a small. Need more Bronco? Enter daily at PizzaRanch.com for a chance to win a 2021 Ford Bronco or other prizes. No purchase necessary. Ends 12-31-21. See official rules at PizzaRanch.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate? Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. A lot of ways you can listen. 1067 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're live. Also there on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the live stream. Welcome into the studio here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Find us on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. And we'll have Jerry Brewer coming up talking NFL, national columnist, Washington Post. He's on the way. Rapid City, Stevens Boys Basketball. I've got my eyes on this program here. I think they're going to get out of the gate here and uh, compete pretty good. I really believe that. Coach Chris Stabner back for Stevens, and he'll join us with a preview of Raider boys basketball tonight. The Rush Review on a Tuesday. Rapid City Rush back home. 12-day road trip. That's a hitter. That's a hitter. Over Thanksgiving, the whole thing. And uh, the Rush coming back home this week. It's Kansas City coming in tomorrow and the weekend. Big games. Some big promotions coming up. Should be a fun one. Good to have the Rush back at home. And it's head coach Scott Burt back on the Nate Brown Show. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? How are you doing back at home? Well, I'm glad to be back for sure. I like the cold. I like the, uh, the cold is the, uh, um, you know, it, that tells you it's hockey season for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and we're ready to go. You guys are going to get set here with Kansas City. Uh, this is an important home stretch. Let's talk about the road stretch, though. You're 8, 9, 1, and 2. Um, finished it off with a win over Allen. How do you feel that road trip went? I talked to you when you were on the road. You said, hey, we're, we're playing good hockey. We're, we're coming together. How did you evaluate it after it was all said and done? Well, when we were in uh, Tulsa, that's when we talked, and, and obviously we uh, we lost those two games in Tulsa. But if I went back and I reviewed both of those games like I have, uh, we didn't get out to the start that we needed. Uh, matter of fact, they uh, they jumped all over us, and it took us a little bit of time to, to get our legs underneath us and, and get going. And, 
you know, at the end of the day, we, we missed some open nets again, and, and we missed some great eight chances, and, and that's that's what it is in this league. If, if you miss those and you can't connect on those, it's, it's going to hurt you in the end. But uh, I was proud of the guys, the effort that they had. Uh, it was unfortunate we lost uh, both games and, and gave up four points to, uh, to Tulsa. Um, but I was also proud for us going into Allen, which has a heck of a team. It wasn't the same team that they uh, that fans saw here. They got a lot of their players back. They added a few new players, and uh, our guys played structured. Our guys played uh, to a T. They worked together, and they outworked them at the end of the day. And it was good for us to end the road trip that way. I think. You know, when we talked earlier, if we can go over 500 on a road trip, it's unbelievable. And I look back at the games that uh, the two games we lost and the game that we lost in the shootout were right there. So for me, it was a good overall road trip. And uh, we just have to prepare for tomorrow night, Friday and Saturday. Okay, when it comes down to it, uh, being at home provides you what edge here? Do you like, you know, what, what does being at home provide for you guys? Well, so far on the road, we've uh, played a lot better than we have at home. So, uh, obviously, home-cooked meals, uh, guys get to sleep in their own bed. But, again, on the road, it's a little bit different because you're together. So, uh, I don't want to say it's more loosey-goosey at home. But for us, it's it's time to establish this is our home. Mm. And when teams come into our barn, uh, we mean business, and we got to get right back to that. Yeah, I was wondering that because I said, well, you know, not a huge home advantage here, at least by the record, right? Um, but this week, Kansas City, you've had success. You got three. Um, what do you see from Kansas City this week? It seems like a key, key week for you. Well, on paper, they got a heck of a team, that's for sure. And they're right behind us in the standings. And, and this this is a home stretch for us uh, uh, before we go on the road again, before the guys get a, a what a five-day break for Christmas to establish ourselves and to establish where we are as a group. We're going to get some guys back um, that have been on the IR, you know, since the beginning of the season. So uh, I don't know if we're going to see them tomorrow, but we'll see them sometime this weekend. So that's a good sign for us. We're starting to get healthy. Uh, road trip, we lost a couple of guys due to injury. We gained a couple of guys um, that we had to bring in. Uh, but for us, it's a big stretch, definitely at home, especially with the uh, promotional stuff that we have going on, for sure. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. Scott Bird on tonight, Rapid City Rush head coach. Fans love the promotions, coach. They love the hockey, but they love the fun. And uh, Friday, Elf Night, okay, that's uh, that's Elf Night Friday, and then Rush gives back the big teddy bear toss night Saturday. Um, now, you're coaching hockey, but you know it's all about entertainment. It's all about engaging with fans. Talk about the two nights. Well, well, Friday night, how funny would that be? Our guys are going to wear elf costumes uh, or elf jerseys. Um, <laughs> it's, too bad we, it's too bad we couldn't get Will Farrell to come here because I know he's a hockey fan uh, in the Chicago area. But, uh, nope, the guys are going to do that. It's a good, it, it, it's a good deal. Um, it's one of those ones that it's a promotional – uh, jersey. It's a fun jersey. Um, you know, so the guys will be wearing that. And if you look across the league, a lot of teams are doing that kind of stuff. And it, it actually looks pretty good. And it, it is what it is. And then obviously Saturday with uh, Rush Gives Back, Teddy Bear Toss, is, everything goes back to charity. I know it's, uh, I think they told me it was $25 per ticket, but $5 automatically goes to charity. Um, and then obviously, you know, you bring a stuffed animal when we score the first goal or a goal, you throw it on the ice, and, and uh, everything 
will be donated to charities, and that's uh, you know it's pretty special throughout the the winter. A lot of teams do that. I know my old team in Spokane had over five thousand. Uh, teddy bears that go to uh, local hospitals, um, you know, to obviously children that maybe don't have the best of Christmas. So it's an awesome, awesome, awesome charity. It's an awesome, awesome event, and guys love it for sure. Yeah, I got to say, we did the Fox Sports Rapid City Christmas party on Teddy Bear Toss Night uh, two years ago, okay? We went to the Rush game, took uh, took the guys to the Rush game, and uh, participated in that. That's Saturday, by the way. Elf Night with the custom jerseys is Friday. <laughs> Kansas City comes in tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. Scott Burt, the head coach of Rapid City Rush. Um, big week, and I'll just ask you, Kansas City, you say they're right there. What have you learned about them? What do you need to be ready for? Well, again, uh, I truly believe what we did between the neutral zone um, in Kansas City really determined where we played and, and how we played and our guys played structured. So our guys need to show up. They need to uh, be prepared. I know they have. I gave them a day off today. Obviously, it was a 12-day road trip. We got in late last night. And with professional athletes now and getting rest is a, is a big key. Um, you know, healthy, I think we talked about this, healthy living is, is, is nowadays compared to what it was when I played. Um, you know, so for our guys, I'm hoping they're going to come energized tomorrow. They're going to be rested, and we can have that jump to get off to a good start. And I think at the end of the day, uh, with Kansas City and Riley Wislowski, who's a, a, an old player here, an old captain here, yeah. uh, is their assistant coach. So I know he's coming in with uh, uh, blazing high. So our guys need to uh, calm that down. Our guys need to take it to them. Our guys need to play the way we need to play. Scott Burton, the Rapid City Rush, 8, 9, 1, and 2. They're back at home three this week. Coach, good luck to you. I thank you for the time. Nate, thank you, buddy. Anytime. Appreciate it. Talking Rush Hockey on the Nate Brown Show every week with head coach Scott Burt. Um, 8, 9, 1, and 2, back after a 12-day road hitter. It's a long one now. It was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, Rice, uh, the Rush right in the mix, and Kansas City, it's a big week at home. Tomorrow, Friday, Saturday at the Ice Arena. The Rush Review on Fox Sports Rapid City. Into the drive at 5 already on a Tuesday. We're there. We are there. And I've got a topic for you. I've got a topic for you. Um, people are already throwing this out now, okay? If the Vikings don't keep Kirk Cousins next year, if the Vikings don't keep him, I told you yesterday, you've got to keep him. You've got to keep him. But people throwing around, hey, it's costing you a lot of money. There might be a coaching change. Maybe you just change the whole thing. If the, if the Vikings don't keep Cousins... This just came out today. Who could be the number one team on the list for a trade? Oh, you're not going to believe it. Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. 
True taco lovers can't say Tuesday without thinking taco, especially at the home of Taco Tuesday, Taco John's. So this taco, head to Tuesday John's for Taco Tuesday, or maybe it's Tuesday Taco. Either way, there's deals on delicious beef Tuesdays or tacos happening all day. And this Taco Tuesday, celebrate your favorite day of the week at Taco John's with 99-cent beef taco deals. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Double your cheer this holiday season with Black Hills Federal Credit Union. From November 15th to December 31st, get double cash back or points on qualifying purchases with your BHFCU cash back or signature rewards credit card. That's 3% cash back or two points per dollar spent. Learn more at bhfcu.com slash double or text or call 605-718-1818. Some restrictions apply. BHFCU is a member-owned not-for-profit. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Get in the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. the drive at five on the Nate Brown show on a Tuesday. Thanks for being a part of the program. We'll provide some content for you on your drive home and the drive at five brought to you by summit automotive group for the best selection of pre-owned vehicles, car buying truly built around you get the summit difference. Okay. Summit auto GRP.com start there. Summit auto GRP.com before you buy Jerry Brewer is coming up, national columnist, Washington Post. We'll talk mainly NFL with Jerry and get his breakdown of the best teams and the best quarterback. Who is it right now? Who really is it? Jerry Brewer, Washington Post on tap. Rapid City Stevens boys basketball coach Chris Stabner drops by this hour. The Stevens boys, I like what I see. I think they'll be good. We'll talk to Coach Stabner coming up. Okay, question of the day. I got to throw it out there. I got to throw out a question of the day. But first, but first, I got to tell you where I got this question from. We always come up with original content here. So nobody's asking this question, but I got this from a story. Um, And and Kirk Cousins is always uh, a guy that's getting criticized, right? I mean, <laughs> by maybe rightly so sometimes, but you know, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, I mean, he just can't catch a break. He just can't catch a break. Here's the latest, okay? We discussed the loss yesterday to the Lions, and uh, I told you it wasn't Kirk's fault. I mean, he's up for Air Player of the Week. This is the FedEx Air Player of the Week. 30 of 40, 340 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, come on. Um, didn't punch in a few, got, you know, field goal tries and, and whatever, but. It was the defense's fault. I think most of us can agree, right? But Kirk's still getting criticized after the loss to the Lions by Vikings quarterback 
the legend Tommy Kramer. You know Tommy. You know Tommy. Tommy Kramer watched Kirk Cousins after the game. And Kirk went over to shake the Lions' hands. And he was joking and smiling and laughing with, uh, it looked like, uh, one of the players. Okay? Here's what Vikings, um, former Vikings QB Tommy Kramer said. I'm fine with shaking hands with the opposing team, but smiling and laughing after a loss like that, question mark, for the love of the game is gone, is what Tommy says. Okay, so I want to know how many competitors we have out there, how many competitors we have out there um, by this question. Okay, Kurt's, you know, he's just a lightning rod. Kurt Cousins, just a lightning rod. So now he's getting criticized by Tommy Kramer for, you know, the Vikings lost the Lions. They go over, shake hands. He's smiling and laughing and, and the whole thing. And, and that's, that's – <laughs> so I ask, what do you want to see from your players on your favorite team? We're all competitors. I mean, I'm a competitor. I hate losing. I hate losing. Yes, I get in a bad mood when the Broncos look like garbage. I'm sorry to say. I try not to. Hey, oh, let it go. I'm a competitor. I've followed the Broncos my whole life. I want to see some success. You get frustrated, right? So do you feel, what do you feel when players from your team, they go over this day and age, it is happening more, I would say. Like, hey, let's change jerseys. Hey, laugh. Yeah, handshake, picture, what's up? It's, it is happening more these days. So I ask you this. Do you hate that and you want to be competitive in that moment? Or, eh, it's just a game. It's all fine. It's all fine. The, the hugging, the laughing, the jersey exchanging, the picture taking, the whole thing. After a tough emotional loss, that's where Tommy Kramer was coming at it. He said, hey, after a loss like that, we're smiling and laughing? We're smiling and laughing? Where do you stand on it? How do you feel when players from your team, after a devastating loss, go over and do the laugh, hug, handshake, picture, jersey exchange? Do you hate it, or do you think it's fine, it's just a game? 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. You can chime in there and look at the vote right now. This is wild. It's a 50-50 split. We just got 50 votes flying in. We just got 50 votes, and it's 50-50, 25%, 25%. Um, 50% of you hate it. You got to be a competitor. Uh, You shouldn't be laughing, hugging, joking after a loss like that. It should sting you. So 50% of you hate it when you see it. 50% say it's just a game. (laughs) How about that? I think Tommy Kramer, I think, kind of maybe went over the top a touch. Maybe one over the top of touch. Because I, I do have to say this. I don't love the, the new age, hey, it's not a big deal. Let's exchange jerseys. Let's, we're all friends. But I'm different because it used to not be that way. You know why that's happening in basketball, football, th- these, these leagues? A lot of these guys have known each other for a long time. They were on this traveling team or that all-star team, or they connect on social media. Our world is so connected, as in, I wouldn't have dreamed of doing that back in the day in high school. We're not, we're not laughing and joking and, and hugging and, and the whole thing. 
And I do think you're seeing that more today. These guys know each other. They know each other a lot better. And I think maybe just see themselves as, okay, we're competitors. We're competitors, but we're still friends. We're still friends. I'm not going to hold it against them. I don't, I don't love to see the happy-go-lucky jersey exchange that looks like we're on the same team because we, we should be competing I really believe that. But if you're thinking um, the the pro-level guys aren't as competitive as heck, then you're dreaming. I mean, I, I know it looks one way. We're friends. We're friends. We're, we're this. If you don't think those guys are competitive as, as all get out, you're dreaming. They wouldn't have gotten where they are. Whether it's Kirk Cousins, nice guy, or whoever, it's an unbelievable competitive streak. Yeah, I look at Teddy Bridgewater for the Broncos. He looks like sometimes he doesn't care. He, he doesn't care. I'm still going to tell you, he's a competitor. You wouldn't make it through all the steps and stages and programs and work that they've had to do without being an ultra competitor. So I think Tommy Kramer got it wrong. So, well, you can shake hands, but we're smiling and laughing. It's a different world. Everybody knows everybody, and, and it feels like people are friends that maybe weren't in the past because Tommy's going to say, hey, we didn't do that with the Packers. We didn't do that with the Bears. That's the way it is now. I don't think it's a terrible thing. I don't hate it. I don't love it. You see where I stand? And that's probably why we get a 50-50 split. Some people say they hate it. They hate all the jersey exchange, laughing, smiling after the game. 50% say, yeah, it's just a game. By the way, you know what I do hate? That comment. Oh, it's just a game. No, it's not. <laughs> Jerry Brewer's next. National columnist, Washington Post on the way. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Find your tag. Find your deal at Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet during our Red Tag Sales event. Save a total of $2,500 with $500 Red Tag bonus cash, $1,000 customer cash, and $1,000 Menholt discount. We are paying top dollar for your trade, and all credit applications are accepted. We will see you soon at Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet, where our top-rated sales team will help you shop from the best selection of Chevy Silverados. The South Dakota Lottery knows you're getting flooded with over-the-top holiday shopping ads. So we'll just give you a subtle reminder that our holiday scratch tickets are easy, affordable, and jolly good fun for everyone on your list. So, if it crosses your mind, give holiday scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery this year. Everyone gets scratch tickets. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. 
Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing with Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Tis the season for Village Hearth Dinner Rolls. Not only are a warm basket of fresh brown and serve or sweet Hawaiian pull-apart rolls the perfect accompaniment to holiday meals, they make great little sandwiches for a quick and easy lunch or dinner. Visit villagehearthbreads.com for slider recipes, including chicken buffalo, pizza, and currywurst. Village Hearth Breads, baking our best for you. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Sports Your Show. Thanks for being a part of the program on a Tuesday. The Nate Brown Show Live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Jerry Brewer in tonight. National sports writer, Washington Post. A great team there, Jerry. Getting it done. He's on Twitter, at Jerry Brewer. I want to talk NFL with Jerry. Does a great job. He joins us here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Jerry, always appreciate the time. How are you? I'm great, Nate. Uh, good to talk to you again. Well, I appreciate your time. I got a quick question here, okay? Um, okay. Vikings legend, I call him a legend, um, former QB Tommy Kramer. Tommy Kramer back in the day. Um, he's calling out Kirk Cousins um, because Kirk was laughing and smiling and shaking hands with uh, the, the Lions players after a, quote, loss like that. Tommy said, I'm fine with shaking hands, but, but smiling and laughing after a loss like that, for love of the game, is gone. Um, where do you stand when it comes to this new it, – it is it is happening more, I think, uh, Jerry. Where, hey, we exchange jerseys, we laugh, we smile, we shake hands, we take pictures. Um, where do you stand from the old school to the new school? Well, I understand why for an older player it's frustrating. Um, I don't think that the, the level of chumminess that we see after a football game is reflective of the fact that he wasn't competitive during the game or that he, he's not upset that he lost. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that uh, it's just a different generation and a different mentality, and players today are a lot more – collaborative in their approach and they're a lot more quality of life oriented and uh, ultimately you just have to accept that you do too much barking about that and it just seems like you're a relic of something that doesn't exist anymore I was wondering I said I said I know I'm old school too Jerry but I said the world has changed a lot of these guys know each other a lot better whether it's through social media whether it's through organizations whatever it may be it's just different now Yes, absolutely. And I mean, most players, you know, the, the one assumption I try not to ever make um, as a journalist, and one thing I always tend to kind of warn fans against don't think that the guys who play this game who risk a major injury every snap 
don't dare think that you care about the game more than they do. Right, right. Um, I mean, they're the ones who are putting themselves at risk. Um, I, I get and I understand you don't like current players' body language and their attitudes and so on and so forth, but I think one thing, if you want to connect it to this wave of mental health awareness in sports, I think one kind of unexplored part of that, because a lot of people will just say, well, today's athlete is a lot softer. Um, and I think that's unfair as well. I think we need to go and look at it a little bit deeper and wonder how many guys in the past, with the way that they played the game um, and the way they carried on mentally, um, uh, damaged themselves. And how many of them had coaches and so on and so forth, and the way that they coached them and so forth um, really kind of um, ruined them physically and mentally. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a different time. And I'm like you. Like, I, I mean, I have a lot of old school in me. I'm 43 years old, so I'm pretty much a middle child in the sports experience. And I see both sides of it, but um, either we can get into a culture war about it or we can just embrace that um, nowadays, like, people are not necessarily going to throw their helmet through a wall even after a loss as bad as the one that Minnesota suffered against Detroit. Yeah, I, I threw it out to my audience. 51% of the audience says, I hate it. You should be a competitor. 49% say, it's fine. It's, it's just a game. So it's a close vote. It's interesting. Um, let me ask you about Cousins. If you're the Minnesota Vikings, what do you do with Kirk Cousins? I, I believe Mike Zimmer is on his last leg. Okay, I, I really believe that, Jerry. I think the Vikings are going nowhere. That was that was a killer on Sunday, and I think Zimmer's out. I think Rick Spielman could be in trouble. They're kind of tied together. I'm not sure on that. And then you got to decide what do you do with Cousins. My answer is, if I'm the Vikings, I keep him. But there's a piece out today that said. Number one trade partner should be the Denver Broncos and George Payton as the new GM. What do you do? Well, if you can trade him, you know, I mean, if you're going to move on um, from Zimmer and Spillman, um, it's a good time to just reboot the whole thing. And if you can trade him, you do it. Uh, I mean, that would make a lot of sense to kind of get out from underneath that contract. But. Uh, I don't look at it as a situation where it's like you absolutely have to move on. The problem with Cousins is no matter how much you pay him, he is who he is. He's a good quarterback. He's somewhere, I don't know, between 10 and 18 in the NFL in any given season. And you're hoping that you get the Kirk Cousins who's closer to the 10th best quarterback than the Kirk Cousins who falls to 18th or so. Uh, that's just who he is. And, and he's got this – he's one of those players that – he doesn't have much of a clutch gene. He's always going to make some key mistake and really just uh, drive you crazy. But, I mean, the guy can make throws. Um, he's a very efficient player. Uh, you know, if, if you're in a situation in which you're trying to recast something, uh, you could search a really long time to find a player of his caliber. Yeah. And you could lose a lot of games looking to try to find a quarterback of his caliber. So, I don't think people need to be – um, uh, you just just because you're frustrated doesn't mean that you just get rid of everybody. It has to make the right sense, and if it can make sense for them, 
uh, then you go ahead and make the move. But you don't go into it feeling like you have to make that move. If you were the Broncos, would you do that? Teddy Bridgewater's not the answer. He's not the You know, I mean, the, the question becomes like how much – What's the difference between Cousins and Bridgewater? You know, I mean, they're, they're both. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is a is a is a lighter shade of decent, right? Like you, if you have a roster, he can reflect the talent that you have on your roster. He's not going to elevate you very often. Cousins is very much in that same genre. He'll reflect what's around you, and he's a better uh, passer, more consistent passer. He's a little bit bigger, even though Cousins not a big guy. Uh, the biggest difference between the two of them, in my opinion, is, is Cousins is by far more durable than Bridgewater. Uh, that's not one of those in which I'm willing to go out of my way just to get marginally better. Um, you know, I mean, if, if Cousins is like a third-tier type of NFL quarterback and uh, Bridgewater sometimes is like a fourth or maybe fifth-tier type starter, um, I don't know if that's enough of a jump for me to say I'm going to go all in. I mean, you 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 can't make that same mistake that the Vikings made, right? Like you thought, oh, uh, you know, we went to the NFC title game uh, with a temp quarterback, essentially. Like we're going to upgrade, we're going to get a hair better, and um, all the talent around us, and just a better passer, a more consistent guy, it's going to keep us at that same level and get us give us a chance to get over the hump. Well, what happened? You never even got back to where you were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's kind of a similar concept with, with Denver. Like, Cousins is going to make you, you – if they made that trade, they'd be looking up in December, and they would be, you know, 6-5, and 7-5, 6-6, and, five, and, five, six and six, just a different way with Kirk Cousins. And so uh, that's the problem. I think there's enough of a, of a uh, uh, sample size now with Kirk over two teams for you to know that he's not going to carry you to any place special. He's just going to be a good functional quarterback. Jerry Brewer, national writer, Washington Post, talking NFL, Cousins, and more. I want, speaking of quarterbacks, I'm going to put you on the spot. You, you did a piece on quarterbacks uh, last week, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, who's the best quarterback in the NFL this season? Who are you taking? Um, I'm probably going to take Brady uh, over Aaron Rodgers just because of uh, not really because of on the field results, just because of um, the wackiness of Aaron Rodgers and the fact that like the trust between Rodgers and the Packers is is uh, always very fraught. Um, where you know everybody's all in and on that page with Brady uh, in Tampa Bay, uh, it's a very intriguing MVP race. It looks like it's going to be just a two-quarterback MVP race, and um, really it's whoever plays the best and whoever teams, whoever team gets the number one seed is probably going to be the guy who wins uh, the MVP. So nope. that's, uh, that's, that's really interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I think Brady is, uh, based on performance and based on just um, confidence, um, I think he's been the best player in the league this year and certainly the best quarterback. No Kyler Murray in that discussion? Um, you know, the the injuries and the games missed, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, the best ability is availability. And so they lost a little something there. Um, and he's dynamic, and uh, I love him, and I love how, how he's grown. But um, he's going to have to really come on strong uh, to, to be in that conversation this year. Jerry Brewer, I know you're based out of Seattle, so give me this. Um, 
Is Russell Wilson going to be with the Seahawks, or can my Denver Broncos get in the mix on Russ? Um, I don't know. You know, I can't tell you if he is or not. I can tell you what should happen. He should not be um, in Seattle next year. I think that's kind of run its course. Mm. Uh, and we'll see what each side decides to do. I think an amicable split would be beneficial for both. I think the Seahawks need to stop. Uh, the Seahawks' biggest problem, I mean, they haven't drafted well the last five or six years, you know, on the whole. But I think their biggest problem is they've been trying to get back to the Super Bowl and make amends for the mistake that they made against uh, the Patriots for six years, seven years, um, you know, come next Super Bowl. And uh, at some point you just have to, you have to move on and build something new. And as long as Russell is the quarterback and Russell at 33 years old, uh, he's only going to want to be there if you're in kind of a win-now, win-now mentality. And uh, I don't think that's the direction they need to be in. I think they, they need to say, we had a nice long run doing things a certain way. We need to get younger and we need to change this thing up. And I think that's where the disconnect is. You have a quarterback who um, – would have a lot of options if he became available to get to a team in which he could be the missing link. Um, and you've got a team that uh, they can continue to hold on, but they're not going to be any better than they were, say, last year when they went 12-4 and but lost in, in the opening round of the playoffs to, to the Rams at home. You know, I think the balloon burst then, and now it's just a matter of are you going to acknowledge that or not? I'll tell you, that's my number one choice as a Broncos fan. I say you got to get uh, the biggest play you can uh, for Russell Wilson. It would be my number of choice. I think people are crazy saying Russell is, oh, he's not very good anymore. Uh, I'd take him right here, right now. Jerry Brewer on tonight talking NFLWashingtonPost.com for his work and on Twitter at Jerry Brewer. Always great to have you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, anytime, man. Take it easy. Appreciate it. Jerry Brewer tonight, the Nate Brown Show, uh, one of my favorites, WashingtonPost.com. Really good, thoughtful insight. Good insight, as always. Jerry Brewer's covered the league for a long time, at Jerry Brewer on Twitter. We go to the high school ranks next, and we talk to Stevens' boys coach, Chris Stabner. Are the Raiders ready to roll? We'll have their game Saturday against Aberdeen Central. Coach Stabner with the Stevens Boys Basketball Preview next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. There's nothing like a little extra cash during the holiday season, and First Gold Gaming Resort is the place to win it. On Saturday, December 4th, and again on the 11th, win $1,000 cash every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Then, our $12,000 Golden Cash Blast moves to Saturday night, December 18th. 13 different players will win $600 in cash every half hour from 5 till 11 p.m. with a grand prize drawing for $4,200 in cash at 11.30. Merry Christmas from First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as your coming into Deadwood. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. 
Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling that something right. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, your sports, your show. I'll tell you, high school basketball starting this week on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here are the games we have for you. We've got a lot of games, girls and boys, all season long. What do we got, over 40? We got a lot of games we're going to put on the air for you. Live coverage at home, on the road. We're going to start this way. Rapid City Central Boys Friday against Aberdeen Central. And then we're going Stevens. The Raider Boys at home against Aberdeen Central Saturday afternoon. That's the double hit there. Central Friday, Stevens Saturday. And Aberdeen Central, I will say, pretty impressive team. I'm going to tell you that. They had no seniors last year, and they were right in the mix. No seniors. They got everybody back. Here's a team that has players back, added another player to the mix, and uh, I want to talk Stevens Boys basketball, head coach of the Raiders. Chris Stabner back for another year. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing well, Nate. Thanks for having me. Well, let me talk. It's uh, hoop season here, so you're back at it, and uh, I want to get your read on how do you feel that uh, this program is as you uh, get set for another year? Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, obviously last year a lot of challenges that maybe didn't even relate to basketball necessarily, but you know, on the basketball side of things, we were, we were pretty inexperienced last year. Um, kind of had to run certain guys ragged and, and kind of wore out of gas by the end of the year. So, you know, this year is exciting in the fact that we got some guys back. Uh, a little less, you know, teaching early and more game planning. Um, but we also got, you know, some new guys to the fold and then some other guys um, back from last year. They're going to add to our depth, which can, you know, hopefully in time um, kind of prevent us from running out of gas. Well, last year you felt like, okay, you had some new players, a lot of guys without varsity experience. How important is varsity experience? Well, I think it's important just, just from a terms of, uh, you know, the not knowing, you know, the, the what it takes to compete. And we struggled with that early last year. I know when you had me on, we talked about that and just really knowing what it, it means to compete at the, the varsity level double A. So I think it is important. And, you know, like I just mentioned uh, previously, you know, to start this year, we, you know, guys know what I want already. They know what I want defensively, what we want defensively. Um, now it's maybe less that teaching part and more of, all right, here's what we need to do to be successful, you know, this next weekend. Chris Dabner, Stevens boys basketball coach, uh, as they get set to start the season. I look across double A. Uh, let's look at it. Roosevelt wins the thing last year. That didn't surprise me at all. They, they were really, really good. They've got some guys back. They lost some great athletes. So I look at double A. I see Washington. Um, I see Roosevelt. I think um, O'Gorman might be in that mix. And then how about uh, Aberdeen Central, who you see this weekend? Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt. I mean, they return, you know, 
uh, just about everybody. I think maybe one of their their shooters may have moved out of Aberdeen, but still, I mean, the, the nucleus they have back and, and the way they made that run last year. I mean, they're they're going to be as tough as anybody, and, and they're in the top five preseason for a reason. Um, obviously, you know that's the Saturday game. We're going to have our hands full Friday night with Pierre, with yep, you know yep. one of the best athletes in the state coming into our gym. When you look at it, um, who do you see in AA? Last year, there was some parity. Roosevelt didn't jump out, like, right away. Um, do you see parity? Who do you see? You know, I, I don't know if it's it's much different than a lot of years where maybe you have the, the top five or six, and you got the middle of the pack, and then kind of the bottom. And I, I think just looking at the preseason polls, that's probably I, – I, I'd have to look back, but I think that's who I ranked exactly as top five. Now you've got some other teams that are definitely good. You got you know the Mitchells, the Harrisburgs, Brandon's all that's tough, obviously. Um, so you know I, I think all those two Falls teams they just reload. I mean you know you just talked about Roosevelt; they, they lost about everybody. Ashley moves to moves over to Jefferson, and and they're still number one because they just they reload every year. And then obviously that's you know for us we've got to be able to compete with those teams if we, we want to get you know. To our end goal. That's interesting, man. I don't have much right, but you're saying I got some teams right. Okay, we'll see. Um, I've got my eyes on you guys. I say, hey, Stevens is kind of below the radar, and I think that is why. Well, uh, the deal is you guys didn't have a lot of success last year. And so they say, well, some of those players are back. But I look at it, I say, I think a year now, and then you get a new kid in. Um, you get a new kid in that was a top player from another state. Uh, it feels like you guys are going to be quite a bit better. How much more growth do you expect? Well, I think the, the, the verdict's still out on that. I know these guys worked their tails off this summer. Um, they're all committed. Um, they have that, that goal of cutting down the nets. So, you know, it's, in terms of just commitment and, and preparation, all those things, I know this group this group is all in. Um, obviously, it helps when you, you can add some pieces. You know, we had a Douglas transfer, too, and then Nate from, from transfer from Oregon. I mean, those are just just pieces to the puzzle you know for us i, I go back to we, we do have a lot of pieces um i think you know we're still trying to kind of find our conductor um at that point guard spot if we can if we can kind of develop a, a consistent point guard spot i think you know we've got a lot of other pieces that that can give us you know uh, a group that can really compete with anybody we'll talk about all the players but just a quick side note new player from oregon he's a he's a he's a he's a prospect talk about his play uh pretty big kid can shoot it uh can run the floor kind of kind of scores at all three levels yeah, I mean, Nate, Nate's, you know, he's got that, just that basketball kind of sense, you know, um, if you watch him play, he's, he's 6'4", he's long, um, can do, play multiple positions, do multiple things, um, you know, so obviously, uh, I'm not, I'm not complaining um, by any means, but, you know, we, we've all got to still, you know, we've got to have one through eight, nine, play their best game for us to, to really compete with the best team, so, you know, if we can get to that point where we're all gelling, I think he's fit in real well these this, this month or a half since he's been here. But um, you know, we're we're gonna have to have to complete games and, and uh, you know everybody giving their best. I look forward to it. Uh, the Stevens boys start this week. It's Pier Friday and then Aberdeen Central Saturday. Interesting matchup. Some good athletes coming into Stevens. Head coach of the Raiders back for another year is Chris Stabner. Uh, be a fun team to watch. Coach, good to have you on. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Nate, appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for, for the time. Appreciate it. Chris Dabner on tonight, back as head coach at Stevens. And uh, I like what I see there. I like what I see. Has some size now. Okay, they're going to have to bang a little bit on the interior. You're going to have to bang a little bit. 
Um, shooting, I think they'll be okay there, better than last year, I think, from the perimeter. They had a struggle sometimes shooting the rock from the outside. I think that's better. Uh, this new kid coming in from Oregon, he's, uh, he's a top top player. He's a top player out of Oregon, so that's going to be a big addition. Um, kind of flying under the radar are the Raiders. We'll see how that turns out against Pier Friday and Aberdeen Central Saturday. I think it'll be a good team uh, for Coach Stabner. Good to have him on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. We'll continue to talk high school hoops the rest of the way. We'll talk Central tomorrow and more with St. Thomas Moore on Thursday. All right, that's it. I'm out. I got an appointment tonight. I'm out. The Nate Brown Show podcast will be up. If you miss parts of the show, check the podcast tonight. All the guests, great stuff tonight. Thanks for listening. As always, I'll send you to the Odd Couple, and we're back tomorrow at 4. See ya.